Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 19th. The Seneca Falls Convention took place on this day in 1848, and it was the first major women's rights convention in the United States. The two women who get the most credit for organizing this convention were Lucretia Mott and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Both of them had a history of activism before this. Lucretia Mott had helped organize the Philadelphia Female Anti-Slavery Society, and then Elizabeth Cady Stanton had gone to the World Anti-Slavery Convention in London on her honeymoon. As a side note, she also famously refused to include a vow of obedience in those wedding vows. The two women actually met at this convention where they were forced to sit in a separate section that was only for women. On July 9th of 1848, the two of them were at a gathering at the home of Jane and Richard Hunt with Marianne McClintock and Martha Wright there also. And they were talking about their frustrations with the limitations on their lives. And we should take a moment to note that these were all white, educated, well-off women. And so the frustrations they were talking about were really ones that were affecting white educated, well-off women. And when they talked about these issues, you can tell that they were sort of assuming them to be universal when they really weren't. They were a particular subset of women that their work really applied to. And that would play out in a lot of ways later on in this movement. So they decided to hold a convention. This was something that Stanton and Mott had been talking about way back in London in 1840. And they scheduled this convention for 10 days later. They announced it in the Seneca County Courier on July 14th. It was to be a two-day convention, only for women on the first day, with the general public invited on the second day. The same ad ran in other newspapers as well, including in Frederick Douglass's North Star. Douglass was really an important part of this movement, and he was present at the convention. Elizabeth Cady Stanton drafted a declaration of sentiments leading up to this. This detailed 18 injuries and usurpations that women were subject to. This included uh, the idea that women had an inalienable right to vote, but they weren't actually being given that right. That by being denied the right to vote, women were also being denied representation. That they were held to a different moral code from men, with women being cast out from society for behavior that was tolerated in men. Speaking of mankind as a concept, this declaration said, quote, he has made her, if married, in the eye of the law, civilly dead, and he has taken from her all right and property, even to the wages she earns. There were also 11 resolutions in this document that included that women were equal to men, and, quote, that the same amount of virtue, delicacy, and refinement of behavior that is required of woman in the social state should also be required of man, and the same transgressions should be visited with equal severity on both man and woman. One of the resolutions was also that women should have the right to vote. Between 200 and 300 people attended this convention. The declaration was read and discussed and read again. Changes were made, and an amended and updated version was signed on the second day by 68 women and 32 men. You can learn more about the Seneca Falls Convention on the December 7th, 2015 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class called The Road to the Declaration of Sentiments. And you can subscribe to this day in history class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll look at an event for young athletes that was really groundbreaking for its time. 